Welcome to the Disreputable Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm the co-host with Dean Curry. We're so excited that you're tuning in. We have so many things planned. You're in for a special treat. Over the next few episodes, you're going to hear different things about life, leadership, but you can count on this. It's probably going to be disreputable. So if for whatever reason you've already arrived, or people like you just as you are, maybe this isn't for you. But if you found yourself at some point with a disreputable reputation, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Disreputable Podcast about the idea that you can't be a leader without taking responsibility. Yeah. So when was the first time you stepped up and and said, I'm going to put myself on the line for something? Oh, man. Um, I feel like in, in some cases it was a young age. And I know just off the top of my head it, was a, it wasn't um, the most fortunate of events, but... My my parents were got divorced when I was a younger kid, and um, I had to make a decision at a young age of you know kind of like where I wanted to, where I wanted to live, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember having no idea the reason why I wanted to live. It just except for the fact that I felt like this is this is what what my heart is saying, you know. Yeah. But it was the first time that I my parents gave me the liberty to actually make a decision. And was I going to reap the consequence of, not like it was going to be a negative consequence in some case, but I was going to reap the the ramifications right. for whatever I chose. Yeah. So it, was, I, it was consequential by definition. Absolutely. I it was going to lose friends if I right. went this direction or not, not because they wouldn't like me anymore, but just because of geography. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I remember the pressure that I felt by having to make that decision. and um, But it, it also taught me a lot to kind of stick to your guns and, you know, you kind of go with you know, go with your hunches, go with what you feel. Mm-hmm. How much of leadership for you is instinctual? Uh, maybe there's a better word than that. But, I mean, it's it's gut level. Yeah. It's funny that you, you're asking me this. I feel like we should reverse roles and I should be asking you <laughs> all this. But... Um, I I feel like the majority of it is when people say he's got it, mm-hmm. you know you've heard that air yeah. quotes like it. it. Um, I think that's it, that 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 instinct piece that you know a lot of people are like trying to define. You know what is it, it in a person? It's it's the guy that is always aware at every moment on how he or she can be the best leader possible. Yeah, I like that. That that's it. You know, it's not being. It's not being on. You know, a lot of people are like, man, I don't know if I can be a leader because, you know, you you always got to be on. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, about five years ago, felt that pressure as well until I kind of got this download while I was in my quiet time of like, it's not about being on. It's it's not a switch you turn on or off. It's actually your wiring. And and so all you got to do is you just got to just pay attention. You just got to be aware and look for opportunities to lead. Yeah. That's that's why responsibility, in my opinion, is so important. Okay. Because you don't know if you have it. Right. Just because you have a little tingly feeling when you watch Gladiator. You For know? sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know you're a leader after you've taken responsibility for something or somebody somewhere. Yeah. And you say, that girl's in charge. 
that girl made this decision. Right. That guy made it happen. So some years ago, I came across a, a guy. Well, I guess I was probably in college or right right after college. Yeah. He had two. He had two triangles side by side. Okay. One was, uh, or not, yeah, pyramids. I would call them. Okay. One was, uh, you know, the normal pyramid where the base was super wide. Okay. And then the one next to it was a pyramid standing on end, where the narrow part was on the, uh, where it was all the pressure was on. And gotcha. It, it got wider as it went up. The first pyramid, the normal pyramid, he he wrote this word. He he wrote the word freedom, hmm. and this this he said is a leader's a leader's journey is to start out with maximum freedom and move to the top where you have almost no freedom. Okay. Yeah. So you know if you are Mister Brand New Employee at at a telephone company, you have maximum freedom. You you don't think you have freedom. Right. You right, think right, the right, CEO right. has freedom. Right. But really, you, all you have to do is show up and clock in for a few hours. You don't really represent AT&T. You don't really represent T-Mobile. You right. don't really represent Microsoft. You do a role for Microsoft. You lead at a certain level, but you have a lot of freedoms. The minute you're done with work, nobody's calling you. Right. Nobody's hassling you. But the farther you go up, that guy at the top, Right, the CEO he you he gets more money because he gets less freedom. Wow, that's why the one on the right is responsibility, and and you you start out with a very little responsibility, like the yep. pyramid standing on end, just a little. You have maximum freedom, minimum responsibility, but these two correspond. As you walk up the responsibility ladder, you get more and more responsibility and less and less freedoms. Mm. At the very top of that is the President of the United States. Wow. The man has no freedom. And he gets blamed for tornadoes and hurricanes and yeah. the economy, the stock market is his fault. Right, I mean, all for of sure. It, all of it is his fault. You know, what's happening in China is his fault. All of it. Yeah. But he, but he's taken responsibility for that. Yeah. So he, he has more and more responsibility, less and less freedom until... He can't go anywhere without bodyguards. He can't go anywhere without newspaper people. Yeah. So this journey, everybody's on that journey up and down those pyramids, mm. and it starts with responsibility. Yeah. If you don't want any responsibility, you're not going to get the paycheck. Right. A lot of people, I, I, this is Dean, observe candidly. Again, this is a disreputable Absolutely. podcast. I, we'll, we'll make some enemies. Right. When I see some people in your generation, they want the paycheck of the CEO Absolutely, with man. the freedom of the new hire. Right. They want to roll in in a Bentley. Sure. But they want to have every weekend off and every three-day weekend off. But that, it, those, that doesn't work that way. Right. You don't get maximum freedom and maximum responsibility. Those two don't correspond. Wow. Right? Yeah, absolutely. At what point... Dean, do you feel like why would someone want responsibility if they know they're going to lose freedom? Well, because you know there are there are enough benefits in responsibility. For instance, you get to make an impact. If you want, if you have a part of you that wants to make a difference in the world, you can't do that from the back row. Leaders, leaders, yeah. Right. The nature of leadership is you want to make a difference. You want to make your town better. Right. 
you know, the mayor of Tacoma, she's a good friend. Yeah. She's a great leader. Mm. She has escalated her responsibility over time from this role to that role to city council to deputy mayor. Now she's the mayor. She has less and less freedom as she goes. But if you sit down and have coffee with her, right. she wants to make a difference. She doesn't need this. She could get a job doing something else. Right. But she wants to make a difference. So I, I think also if you want to if you want to enjoy a lifestyle where at the end of your life, if you imagine, I'm a, I was a philosophy major, and in philosophy they used to teach you to imagine the end and work backwards. So what kind of life, what do you want people to say at your funeral? Wow. What are, what is, what are they going to say about B? Yeah. What are they going to say? And if you want people to stand up and say, he changed my life. He created a business. He employed a, a thousand people. If you want to enjoy that, if you want to have money mm. that is beyond just a sustenance level, you're going to have to step up your responsibility because people get paid for the amount of impact they make. Mm. That's, right. that's real. So, yeah. you know, if you're a teacher, you have a, you have an impact on 40 kids, on 80 kids, on 100 kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell Wilson. Right. Although you say, how come he makes more than a school teacher? If you just do the math, Ru- Russell Wilson mm-hmm. has an impact on hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. He gets paid for his circle of influence. And uh, we, we may not like that equation. We, we think, well, teachers are more important than football players. But football players have a larger impact on the culture than the average teacher. Therefore, they get paid millions of dollars. Yeah. Would you say that responsibility and to use this uh, word disreputable because it is our podcast would you say that those two are congruent um, do you gain one and then you gain the other how, do, how does that line up well the thing that stops people from moving up the responsibility ladder is the fear of disapproval Okay. the fear of somewhere along the line people are going to who, who do you think you are right Aristotle, again, back to philosophy, he said there's three ways that someone's attacked. Ethos, that's your ethics. Logos, that's information, how smart you are. Mm -hmm. And then the third uh, uh, is um, pathos, how passionate you are. So as you move up the responsibility ladder, somebody says he doesn't have the heart for it. He doesn't really care. Wow. She doesn't really care. That's pathos. Yeah. Or they're going to say... He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. He's not a good Bible teacher. He doesn't even know the Bible. Right. Or he's a he's a heretic. He's a bad teacher. Mm. Or they'll say ethos. He's not a good man. Mm. That's what happened to me. Yeah. You know, if, if people Google my name, they see our church. They see what we're starting now. Mm-hmm. They'll see a lot of good things. But they'll see that people made accusations. Not that I wasn't a good Bible teacher. Right. Or that I was a good leader. I, I led an organization with three separate businesses in it, and right. over 300 employees. Uh, th- but the accusation was, he's not a good man. Wow. Ethos, pathos, logos, and all of those things get challenged as you go up the responsibility ladder. Yeah, and at what point, Dean, do you feel like when people attack that ethos, pathos, logos, at what point... Do you just have to understand that no matter the attack, you still have a a responsibility to gain more responsibility? Well, I mean, that's a personal gut check. You know, everybody has to say, you know, what's my pain threshold? Pain threshold. Tell me about what is pain threshold? 
Well, I mean, you were a youth pastor for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And that meant that you were you were open to critique from a certain group. Gotcha. I can imagine almost any role. I can imagine who's going to take the shot. Sure. Okay. If you're a youth pastor, it was the kids. Yeah. And their critique is it's boring. <laughs> he's stupid. He's not cool. Those are ethos. Yeah. You know. Yep. Pathos things or the parents. Right. Which would say he's not worthy to teach my kid. I don't trust that guy. You know. Yeah. So. But that circle is 100 people. Right. It's 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're, if you're, you know, if you're Bill Cosby, right. the, critique, the critique isn't from 200 people. It's from 200 million people. Wow. Because you were America's dad. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're LeBron James, it's 300 million people because you're the, the most famous athlete in the world. Yeah. Or at least in America. Yeah. I know. So how do you process that? Yeah, I just felt like, you know, when you mentioned that pain threshold, the reason why I was kind of plugging into a little bit of that is because I, I feel like I understand what you're talking about. At some level, you just have to stop caring what other people think, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I can remember making a lot of decisions based upon what somebody else was going to think about the decision that I was making. And then I realized that there's five to ten people that honestly I really care what they think and so I'm going to hone in on those opinions and I'm going to ask some hard questions and I hope that they're going to be honest enough with me to let me know good or bad yes or no and and then I'm going to listen to those voices and no matter what you know Facebook Instagram this world that we live in the you know the world wide web says that doesn't matter yeah what matters are the people, the, the circles that I put around me that are closest to me. I think that's huge because most people get involved in leadership at some level because they want the applause of somebody or a group of people. They imagine the adulation right. of being a Cristiano Ronaldo, the greatest soccer player in the world, or they they, they want the wealth of a Elon Musk you right. know, or somebody like that. So... To disconnect from applause when applause is one of the primal drives for people. Right. It takes a minute. But when you wake up and realize I'm not going to win with everybody, right. that's a liberating day. Yeah. That's the power of the Disreputable po- Podcast, by the way, is when people really disconnect right. from reputation and understand you can't win. You cannot win with everybody. Right. You can try to be a great person. You can try to have great character. But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to think what they're going to think. Yeah. And it's really not a an intellectual or mental decision they come to. It's an emotional one. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Uh, I was just was thinking as you were talking about this. Have you ever seen those, uh, like, circus shows where you see that guy who comes out and he starts spinning one plate? And then over time, he spins two, and then over time, he yeah. spins five, and then ten, and then, you know, over time, only the only the good ones can spin all of them. And the majority of the people, if you or I was to go out there, I don't even know if I could get one plate, just to be honest with you, to actually spin it. But I just was thinking about that because I kind of feel like what we were just talking about is like trying to spin 20 plates. Yeah. And you can't spin 20 plates, yeah, man. You, can't do it. you know? If reputation is your driving force, you won't take responsibility. Right. You just won't. Because you can't keep those plates spinning. Right. Yeah. It's not possible. 
Yeah. So I encourage people to just dive in and do it, you know? Yeah. And figure out who those 10 people are. Mm. The 10 people who you really love you or with you through thick and thin and you're listening to their voices. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're they're with you. Yeah. And then uh, then just, you know, do do what you're called to do. Yeah. And over time on this disreputable podcast, we're going to have different guests that come in. Right. And they're going to be talking about. They're going to be people that carry maximum responsibility and limited freedom. And so the reason why I thought it was so good for you to share that is because now I think people are going to have a better understanding when we talk about we bring so and so in, whoever that might be, and they start talking about reputation and their and leadership and and all the things that kind of come with that. Um, now we have a better understanding and a foundation of like why this matters yeah. so much. Yeah, you know, that's good. I think people are going to enjoy the guests we have come in here because we're, we'll ask candid questions and people who've been leaders for a long time. And yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to uh, episode two. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time.